Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello! Hello! Two things. Firstly, sorry we're late. Yes, sorry about that. It's due to uh, circumstances. Mm. Thing number two, it's on. It's happening. So exciting. We are putting our little live show. Are you worried that it's it's too soon? Too soon? Too soon to what? Well, that we're not giving people enough notice. Oh, yeah, that did cross my mind. But then I thought, if anyone's like me, they've got nothing planned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's all right. I did. I did. For for some people, it will be too soon. It will be. But for some, it'll be fine. But um, and we did. Uh, you, you did a little bit of market research, didn't you? I put my fingers in the waters, and the waters were hot. What sort of things were people saying? They're pleased. They're excited. They wanted to come. Oh, there no, was uh, no the expectation. Well, there were some suggestions that we all wear name badges with just the word anon. <laughs> there were lots of excellent suggestions yeah i think maybe we should also have special lanyards for people who don't make eye contact with me oh yeah no small talk no, yeah, small, that was suggested. Talk. no small talk badges <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i could sell some merch at the door yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's even get some pallets of stuff <laughs> um so so talk to us about so firstly i should say it's happening on sunday the 18th yes the date that we'd already said yeah so two weeks on sunday is it that soon? Yeah. Is it? Oh, right. That is quite soon. Okay. Yes. Um, and then secondly, do you want to tell people about where it is? Oh, hello. Oh, I got a text message from my wife. Oh, lovely. What does it say? Oh, um, call me when Annabelle leaves. Okay, great. <laughs> I think she wants to say some things about you. Oh, no. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah. It's a slag me off. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Okay, so you want to know where it is? Yes. Okay, I'm going to tell you where it is. It's at the Drum Labs. The Drum Labs? Where's that? Well, it's on Curtain Road. Oh, in, in sort of Shoreditch, Hoxton in London. Nearest train stations are Liverpool Street, Old Street and Shoreditch. That is a very well-connected venue. Extremely well-connected. Excellent area, excellent location. Should be okay for most people to get to. Sorry if you're very far west. What a great part of the city to be in on a Sunday, though. Yes, yes. Because if you made a day of it, mm. you could go to Columbia Road Flower Market. Yeah. You could go to Brick Lane. Yes. Spitalfields Market. There's lots of stuff going down there on a Sunday, isn't mm, there? Mm. It's like a really great place. Lots of good places to eat. Because what we've what we've done is uh, we've um, we, we've scheduled it. So the doors open at two thirty. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, probably maybe get there a bit earlier than yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the you know, we'll we'll do the thing. Mm-hmm. We'll record the show like three till four, three till half four, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to give you time to uh, have a wander and maybe have a bit of an early lunch beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great part of town for it, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. There's lots to do, lots of nice places to go and have something to eat, something to drink. You can have a little drinky poos afterwards, should you wish. There's a bar there. Oh, great. Yes, I'll be there propping it up. Oh, I thought you could say pulling pints. <laughs> I could do. <laughs> You've worked as a bar person. I have. You? I like working as it. It's a good, nice job. I enjoyed that. Well, you could, do you have a little, uh, little wisecracks, little bits of bants? No, but I enjoyed, well, back then you had to do the maths yourself. So I enjoyed having to do the maths myself. I enjoyed having to work out who was next. There was a lot of stuff coming to go on in your head. You're very busy, very busy. I didn't enjoy the cleaning. That was the downside. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mopping up spillages, yeah, that sorts of yeah. things. Um, cleaning out ashtrays. That's how far back it goes. Oh, I did God. it. Oh, God. I used to have a paintbrush for the de- like dedicated job. Disgusting. <laughs> oh. I was just thinking as as we were describing what people could do in that area mm. on a Sunday, both before and after the show, a lot of the time. So, so say if Elton John announces a concert, mm. it's he it, it doesn't feel the need <laughs> to... Um, <laughs> Reassure people there are other things to do apart from the show. You're, what you're not liking is the idea that some might, might come all the way just for us. There needs to be padding. Yes, yes, yes. You're giving exa- them the padding. Exactly that. Yeah. But um, we'll have fun, won't we? Oh, we're going to have a great time. If you look in the um, in the episode notes for this show, there is a link. And um, we, we, we've set the price as low as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, to cover the cost and the venue and whatnot, yep. so it's it's going to be twelve pounds, mm-hmm. which you know is more than we're worth, but less than most things cost. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's a long time since we did one of these. So long. If you want to see a man who's deteriorated, <laughs> that's what you're going to what you're going to see. What about a woman? Well, no, you're you're the picture of Dorian Gray. I mean, you've got the picture in the attic. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. Stage lighting. I might makeup. get a new dress. I don't know. I'll You're think, gonna wear I'll think dress about it. Yeah. I'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I might get a smock. A smock. <laughs> <laughs> a new smock. <laughs> like none of my clothes fit me. Oh, Jeff. Um, so, yeah, this is exciting. Adrift Live. And um, we've, we've decided to call it the Adrift Tricentennial. Because that's what it is. Because it's going to be our 300th episode, which is what prompted it. Mm. We only realised this on the last episode. But you can't you can't let a number have a couple of zeros in it like that and not mark it in and some what way. we've organised in a week. Yeah. Imagine what we could do in a month. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. has to be a week. Here's it what we could have done in a month. Exactly the same thing, uh, yeah. only we would have left it till two weeks later. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so we want to see you there, please. Oh, desperately. Amongst your fellow drifters mm. and us, like a, a little gathering of us, oddballs, misfits, it's like the island of lost toys, isn't it? Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, the adrift tricentennial. It's Shoreditch, and is it Shoreditch or Hoxton there? I think let's call it Shoreditch. Okay. okay. It's both the fashionable, both are achingly mm. cool. Mm-hmm. You know, ten years ago. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to burst the little bubble. The very what? We're going to go do it in Peckham, though. I don't oh, think so. No. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
Sarah came, uh, Sarah popped round to your house in Snaresbrook yesterday and mm. she said she feels that area is really uh, starting to happen. Oh, does she think that? Yeah. Well, let me yeah. tell you about something Sarah coming round. So it was an unexpected visit. I did have about an hour's notice and I thought, shall I tidy the house so I'm not really mortified by how messy it is or shall I watch Slow Horses? And I decided to watch Slow Horses. Yeah, she, she said that it, it hadn't been messy. tidied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really embarrassed. I'm That's what she wanted to text me. Oh about, no! Sure. Um, Slow horses is so good, isn't oh, it? Oh, I'm in love with it. If you haven't seen it, I mean, that's that's uh, a great thing to be watching, mm. especially if you are a Traitors fan and uh, you're in mourning for the end of the Traitors. Yeah, which I am. I think I love on the Traitors is if if, if you don't watch, it, I'm not going to like describe the whole nuts and bolts of it. But part of it is that a group of people are competing for a prize fund. Uh, across the series and in every episode they do a task which can make that price fund up up in value right Mm -mm. so claudia winkleman who is the host will um will will tell them how much money they could potentially add in any given task at the beginning of it very very posh oh she's very she's fantastic yeah and she's super posh um and she'll say uh okay okay guys in this task if you if you manage to complete it you could add four thousand pounds to the prize fund. Just want you to think about that. That is a lot of money. And I'm watching it, thinking, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not to you, it isn't. <laughs> there is, there is literally no job Claudia Wickelman would do for four thousand pounds. No, no. Like if if a, 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 a company phoned up and said, "Hi, will Claudia do a voiceover for us for four thousand pounds?" The agent would laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something really funny about her going. Mm. That's a lot of money. Mm. No, mm. you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't notice it if it went out your bank account. Quite probably, like the 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 maximum amount of money they could earn across a series, you wouldn't notice that if it went out your bank account. No, no. no. And good on her. But, yeah, but, and she does a very good job of pretending that's a lot of money to her. I know, I know. It reminds me. Not. It reminds me of like when, when my nana like give me five p. Aww. So it's a lot of money, 5p. And I, I wouldn't want to seem ungrateful, but I'd also think it's not. No. I I'm glad you've given me 5p, but you know, I could get some chews. Mm. Yeah. Nothing else. No. Why do I have to pretend things are a lot of money when they're not? That's <laughs> oh, a lot of money, that. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's not a lot of money. No. £12. In the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, compared to what you paid to go to other shows. For the joy it's going to bring you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I might um I might do uh I don't know what I might do. Maybe I could get Eugene to come and we could do like Stavros flatly. <laughs> take our shirts off and do you, a fun dance. You've got two weeks to practice. Yeah, so it's not, not gonna be happening that. Yeah. Um so yeah, if you have a look at the notes of the show, or we'll put it on the Facebook as well. And if you've emailed me, I'll I'll send you the link in the email as well. We'll bother you. We'll yeah. keep bothering you. Um can I also say mm. that I know not everyone who said that they want to come will now come. There'll be some people who got giddy, said yes, and then they'll think, no, I don't want to come. They got carried away. <laughs> yeah, that, that that will apply to a certain percentage yeah. of people. But I will say that I think more people said they wanted to come than can fit in that room. So if you do want to come, no dilly-dally. Oh, yeah, get yeah, Get straight yeah. on it because you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, okay, that's good to mm. try and scare them into buying <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't that. Sorry, cre- I get just think panic buy. I think the people who were like most keen. What if? What if they couldn't get them? I'd feel really bad about it. I tell you who I feel bad for. Mm. Listen, we need to talk about this. Mm. If you're thinking of saying to somebody, "Oh, I've got tickets for this thing," ah, uh, 
just just pick that person carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either bring a drifter. Yeah. Because yeah, you, know, you might think, oh, they might like it, but you know, we're the ones who are going to have to deal with people stony faced thinking, why am I here? Who 50, are these people? Fifty percent of the audience. <laughs> That's a lot. Just to bear in mind, that's a lot of people not finding us vaguely interesting. I mean, it would be lovely if you brought the exact right person. Yeah, yeah. And they thought it's oh, like coming home. Yes. It's like when people go to church and find God. It'll double our audience on the podcast. It'd be, it'd be amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And if there's anything in particular you'd like us to, uh, to, to do explore yeah we can talk take, about take requests that's yeah. Fine. yeah and um it's also good if you want to get that stuff in in advance or any questions or any, anything like that because then we won't have to have the excruciating thing where you're worried about putting your hand up oh yeah 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 oh i know how we should start the show go on ask people to hug the person next to you <laughs> no everyone's got to stand up and say one fact about themselves <laughs> we're so cruel <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've got a little right. episode now. Oh. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so we'll see you there. The Adrift Tricentennial. Centennial? Oh. Um, Sunday, the 18th of February at the Drum Labs in either Shoreditch or Hoxton. Get your ticket now. We'll get two. Mm. All right. Shall we hear from the Drifters? Let's. First one's from Tiff. During Storm Isha, we ordered pizza. The delivery guy was in a hurry. I was in a hurry. I wanted to say cheers. What came out of, what came out of my mouth was cheese. <laughs> we locked eyes and I quickly closed the door. I'm on a roll because tonight, while dishing up dinner, I apologised to a chip as I threw it away because it had too many dark spots on it and I knew no one would eat it. Oh. we got to say sorry. Yeah, of course you have, yeah. yeah. And then you had to convince yourself that maybe it was going on an adventure and didn't want to be eaten anyway. Of and course, it's thrilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lone wolf. Exactly. Uh, let's go on to Hild. And maybe it's going to meet the chip of its dreams. Maybe. Yeah, it was all a good thing. So this is from Hild. Bit of background from Hild. Am I saying this right here? No, maybe Hilda. H-I-L-D-E. Yeah, I think Hilda. Hilda. Bit of background, first of all. Long-time listener, i.e. binged all episodes last autumn. Oh, thank you, Hilda. First-time emailer. After listening to Fire, Crotch and Normcore, it was such a pleasure to see that Jeff had another podcast, one with almost 300 episodes nonetheless. To be honest, the binging might not sound too healthy, and in true drift of fashion, I had a bit of a burnout due to people-pleasing at work last autumn. Your voices were a help drowning out the unhelpful inner not-good-enough chatter while I slowly but steadily got back to my quite-okay self. Oh, that's so good. Like what? what <laughs> when, when Hilda eventually thinks... Oh, this... This is just drivel, mm-hmm. and then stops listening. She'll remember in ten years. Remember when I had like kind of a, a bit of a breakdown, and I just listened to that weird podcast. <laughs> oh god, that'll be a story show one day. Oh, stay with us. I knew I had to write in when you talked about hereditary drifterness mm. or driftery posterity, because pretty quickly after I started listening, I diagnosed my mother as an absolute drifter. My father is probably the opposite. He loves spontaneous visits, can you imagine, Ugh. and chatting to strangers. The horror. What? Whenever we went on holiday, my dad already made friends before my siblings and I had even begun to reluctantly look around the campsite for kids our own age. My mother was quite patient, not wanting to ruffle any feathers in public, of course, but I have seen many furious looks and overheard annoyed conversations where she told my father off for his unacceptably social behaviour. The true bane of their marriage, 
improper mug use. <gasps> My mother is very sp- specific when it comes to the mug she drinks from. Tea needs to be served in a glass mug. Coffee goes in the smaller ceramic mugs. Larger novelty mugs are not drinking, but for holding pens. Uh. My father has no regard for my mother's preferences. Her annoyance about my father chatting to strangers or sticking around a friend's place too long is nothing compared to the look on her face when he, without any scruples, pours coffee into one of her glass mugs or tea into a ceramic mug. With my hate of spontaneous visits and chats to strangers, I am absolutely my mother's daughter. But when it comes to mugs, I'm not a purist like her. I'll have my coffee in a nice glass. No problem. I love novelty mugs. They are on the left of the bottom shelf of the mug cupboard. And I don't even mind drinking tea from them. Until last year, that is, when the illusion of being a mug typical person got shattered. (laughs) We visited Hamilton the Musical on Broadway and being absolutely obsessed with the musical, I needed to get a small memento. It was so busy at the merch stall, however, that I couldn't think straight. A mug seemed like a decent choice, right? When I got back to the hotel, I realised I could never drink from it. First, it was black. And I need to be able to see what I'm drinking. Mm. Also, and I cringe even writing about it, it has that matte finish which makes it feel kind of icky on the lips. Oh, yeah. I imagine it has the same effect on me as unvarnished chopsticks on Jeff. Mm. So I had to come to terms with the fact that even the mug part of the drifter diagnosis pertains to me. (laughs) The good thing about a drifter mother with a thing about mugs is that I knew what to do with my unusable mugs. The beautiful black Hamilton mug now proudly holds my daughter's pens. And if you know Hamilton, you'll know that I'm not throwing away my mug. <laughs> Do you know Hamilton? No, I've never seen it. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> you did a good delivery of that, despite not knowing what it is. Oh, I know what it is, but like, yeah, I haven't been to see it. I'm... Well, you know that I'm not throwing away my shot. Oh, 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 uh, oh, did it? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, a... yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ah. Oh, very good, very good. I just, I just want to say, this is just between me and Hilda. Hmm. DNA testing. <laughs> Hilda, between you and me, ignore him. <laughs> okay. Uh, send us yours. We want some more of these, please. Hereditary drifterisms. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle, yes. what's happening on that substack of yours this oh, week? Oh, yes. So this week I wrote about why I know that Ouija boards work. Oh, I saw a clickbaity headline in oh, the inbox. Oh, come on. <laughs> Clicked on it, right? Not no, yet. No. <laughs> you say clickbaity. It's uh, about my teenage obsession with Ouija boards. Uh-huh. And I found out some very interesting things about them. Very interesting. And... There's some sciencey stuff about explanations. Ugh, science know it all. But I've got a little bit of proof that they do work, and I talk about that. Okay. That's on my Substack. Bit weird, quite normal. Annabelle Port, just Google that, you'll find it. Maybe you could do a Ouija board at the live show. Oh, my God, can you imagine? I can't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? I do. So adult. I vis- <laughs> adult. I visited my parents at the weekend, and we went to a restaurant on the Sunday for lunch and I was very stressed out in the run up to it because we'd gone to this same restaurant on Christmas Day. Now, I've never been out on out to eat on Christmas Day before. Have you? 
It's quite nice. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I, I might have done on holiday. Oh. Okay. Some Christmases are spent away, but uh, oh, and yeah. I'll, tell, no, I'll tell you what. Yeah. So um, there was one Christmas spent at Sarah's parents' house, mm. and uh, so it's a big sort of Jewish tradition on Christmas Day in the States to go for Chinese food and oh, then go yeah. and watch film. Mm. And we went to this Chinese restaurant, and there was a lady behaving. It was the first year I spent Christmas with them, I think, and the, 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 there was a lady behaving very erratically. It was like on a bench. Seat a banquette seating next to me. I, I've got feeling she was on a table with on her own, but that doesn't quite seem right thinking about it. Anyway, long story short, too late. She soiled herself. Oh my word! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I the the one time Whoa. I went to a restaurant on Christmas Day, oh. uh, somebody uh, defecated that's, next to that's me. That's quite the memory. Yeah. So I, I I really liked it. What I liked most about it was that at the very start they gave us all novelty Christmas headgear to wear, like sort of giant reindeer things, yeah, like little yeah, presents yeah. and stuff, while making it extremely clear that we had to give them back after, and in no way we were to take them home. <laughs> they made it very clear. Anyway, my dad, who'd booked the restaurant for Christmas Day told me that there was a set menu which had one price for the adults, one lower price for children and one substantially lower price for those five and under. It was a fraction of the price. It was Mm. tiny. My son is now six Mm. and my dad said... We're just going to tell him he's five, okay? And this is very understandable that they pay less for him because my son basically eats like a bird. But the problem is is that my son is a six-year-old. And I don't know if you remember being six, but you are very, very proud of your advancing years. Of course, yeah. You had quarters and halves and three quarters to your age. He's so into the idea that older is better that he tells everybody that I'm 48 very proudly <laughs> as he's worked out that he's got the oldest mum of his peers at school and he thinks this is a good thing he feels like he's like one at something at what age <laughs> they start becoming ashamed of having an older parent yeah I think Jean's already at that age oh, or at least it's something to make fun of oh. old dad he sometimes really because yeah. I've been kind of looking forward to that because then maybe he'll stop telling everyone how old I am I thought I'd done an okay job of pretending to be the same kind of ballpark age as the other mum who are about 10 years younger. I put a lot of work into nodding along to cultural references that are a bit off for me, etc. But he's totally blown that. (laughs) Anyway, six, older is better. And when I tell him he's got to pretend to be five at the Christmas Day lunch, he's horrified and he's furious and he's not really interested in how it makes his set meal £50 cheaper. £50? It was so much cheaper. It was so much cheaper. But I persuade him and I coach him and it's a bit stressful. And I do wonder if it's okay that I'm coaching him to lie. But, you know, it's a useful skill in the future to be able to lie by your age. Oh, yeah. As it was. Just to, to be able to lie full stop. Yeah, yeah. As it was, when they checked his age at the restaurant on Christmas Day, they didn't ask him. They asked me. I don't think I lied very well, but I said he was five and they didn't ask for his birth certificate. And he didn't say, no, I'm not. So, you know, <laughs> it went as well as it could. But I wasn't expecting to go back a month later. And what if they tried to trick me into revealing the truth? What if they just asked him to humiliate me? I had every scenario rehearsed <laughs> in my head. I could say, just turn six. Mm-hmm. That could work. I could lie and say we'd never been there before. Am I always going to have to pretend that he's a year younger than he is? <laughs> what I probably should have thought is, A, they won't remember us, and B, they wouldn't care about his age if they did. 
But I think this anxiety comes from an experience as a child when my mum took me and my sister to a hairdresser's. We're going back to the 80s now, yes. a long time ago. It was a Supercuts in Basildon. And there was a special offer for the under 12s. They either got a free haircut or it was half price. I can't remember exactly, but it was definitely a great offer. The only downside to this great offer was that my sister was 12. And the other big downside to this offer was that my mum and sister hadn't thought to pre-warn me about it. So it's just my sister getting her hair done. I was just tagging along because I was 10 or 11. And when we went to the till to pay, they asked my mum how old my sister was. And my mum said, oh, she's 11, which was wrong. Like, why had she got this wrong? My sister was 12. So I took it upon myself to correct my mum loudly. What? No, she's 12. Mum, she's 12. (laughs) I don't know if I was literally tugging on her sleep, but that's my memory. (laughs) The hairdresser asked again, realising she was possibly in the midst of some serious fraud, (laughs) and said, sorry, how old is she? She's 12, I said. Well, my mum and sister glared at me so hard, I've still got marks on my soul. (laughs) She's 11, my mum said. What, I'm thinking? I'm actually getting a bit upset now. I hadn't heard of gaslighting then, but if I had, (laughs) I would have thought, are my mum and sister gaslighting me? Or am I going mad? What else have I got wrong if I don't even know my sister's age, who's just 18 months older than me? I was very confused and upset and completely bewildered and I felt quite untethered by it all. I don't remember exactly what happened next, but I do know that my mum ended up having to pay full price and I felt terrible when I discovered what I'd done. 38 years ago this was. How often do I still think about this? I'd say four times a year. (laughs) But I won't be handing down misery on misery, which is why I have weekly coaching sessions with my son about when we go to that Italian place in Southend in future. His birthday is in early January now and he's just turned six. (laughs) Unless we go for Christmas dinner again this year, in which case he's still five. (laughs) 50 pounds. And can I tell you something else? Exactly the same portions, exactly the same menu, 50 pounds cheaper. Wow. I know. You should um, get him to start smoking to stunt his growth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Oh, my God. I got up some weird public behaviour. I t- talked about this on the other podcast, but I think ultimately it it might be um, a bit more relatable on this one. Okay. Although it's in a way it's quite undriftery. So Sarah and I went to the cinema to see the Emma Stone film, uh, Poor Things, which we thought was great. We really really enjoyed it, and then I. I didn't read anything about it beforehand, so I didn't know know what it was. I had no idea. Mm. But I was aware there was some, a, a bit of controversy around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yes, yeah, so some people found it problematic. Okay. But I didn't know why. Okay. So, so we go and see it. We both love it. And then I say to Sarah on the way home, um, oh, I think there's been a bit of controversy about it. So then we look up and there's, you know, there's, there's, there's. I, I won't go into it. You can Google it. Okay. But there's uh, 
there's a, a variety of opinions. So much so, actually, that I think the Guardian or the Observer this weekend did like um, twenty. 20 writers on their opinion have put, and it was very much 50 50. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, people have strong reactions to it. Anyway, we, we really enjoyed it. And I wasn't 100% sure if it was just because I'd left the house. Mm-hmm. Like I'd got to go and Hard do a to thing. Tell these yeah, days, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. But, um, but we, we, we really liked it. And then the next day, we were doing a Zoom with somebody very clever who I admire a lot. Mm. Uh, like a Zoom meeting, and we mentioned that we'd seen it, and th- this person then started talking about all the things they didn't think were great about it. Oh. And v- very quickly, I found myself like rowing back on my opinions <laughs> and going, "Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, maybe that is actually thinking about it. I think you're right there." Yeah. <laughs> but then I saw another very clever friend on Friday who loved it, and uh, I f- felt very assured of my opinions again. You can enjoy it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I really, you know, when when will I ever learn? not to give an opinion until I already know what somebody else thinks. You've got to be careful of these things. Yes. Very yeah, careful. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, 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 the odd public behaviour. <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, go, going to cinema is weird because like trying to cram in, a, going for a meal and go to the cinema uh, in, into an evening c- can be hard, right? Mm, mm, it mm. makes it a lot longer. So what we think is, why don't we go to one of these fancy boutique cinemas with uh, comfy chairs where the food isn't just popcorn and ice cream, where you can have some semblance of a, of a meal? Okay, yeah. And some of them are lovely. You can get like a plate of hummus. Mm-hmm. Halloumi sticks, mm-hmm. proper plates. Yeah. But, but, nice. This one wasn't quite at that. Uh, level but right. you know there's some kind of cheesy focaccia bread and um I, I don't know like pizza and vegan hot dogs and there's there, there are options okay so we go up to the counter and uh and uh, i say oh can i have one of those uh, uh, cheesy focaccia breads please she says I'm, I'm sorry we're out of that so i get a little bit of a sulky face on but i'm, I'm a nice person yeah, yeah. um and then while i'm thinking what i'd like instead sarah says oh can i have the vegan hot dog and they say i'm sorry we're out of that too hmm. then she's got the sulky face and i've got my, my sulky face has intensified a little bit hmm. because two two-thirds of the options of warm food are now gone hmm. uh so i said oh all right then um can we just like get the margarita pizza she says i'm so sorry the pizza is off too at which point I realised that all the options that are available have got meat in them, uh, and I'm vegetarian, right. and and we're both hungry people. Sarah is one of these people who gets what they call hangry. Yes. So yeah. she needs to eat every forty-five minutes. <laughs> forty-five minutes. She's just put something in there. You know, it doesn't need to be much, but she she is. Is it honestly that extreme? Oh yeah, yeah. Forty-five minutes. Yeah. So I can go all day without eating, and then I'll eat an enormous amount of food. Sarah has to li- eat little and often. Wow. Um, so, so now we're both a bit moody mm. because we know that we're not going to get any hot yeah. food. She's like, so, th- so there are no options that don't have meat in them then. And the young woman behind the counter is like, I'm really sorry. No. I'm like, hmm. mm. She's hmm. like, well, you know, there's some snacks over there. I'm like, All right then. <laughs> and then we get into this behavior. It's so mad that we're, we're so annoyed like both annoyed that we're not going to get hot food like a couple of toddlers who've had to deal with a change of plan that we start i don't quite as passive aggressively 
like just piling up bags of crisps <laughs> and snacks. Like, well, I suppose we'll have to have some crisps then. Uh, cheese and okay, uh, well, salt and vinegar. And then I see these like, horrible snacks, which are some kind of dried cheese, you know, like vacuum packed oh. cheese. Right, we'll have that then. And then I see some <laughs> That's vacuum. That's protein. Yeah. It's like dried gherkins. Right. Well, gherkins, I suppose we'll have those. That's our vegetables. uh, Well, we better have some sweets as well. Have a bag of sweets. And we end up piling up in a... Such a weird passive aggressive. I would say between six and eight bags. No, like way more than you would have eaten. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. None of which we really want. Mm. But we're trying to make the point. Well, I suppose you've denied our dinner, <laughs> so we're going to stick it to you by buying overpriced snacks. Like it in any way sticks it to her. Yeah, you should. Well, have. she's not going to have to eat. Oh no! <laughs> we go into cinema and we make such a commotion, like trying to sit down. I, I had a good idea for a cinema. Never mind boutique cinema. Mm. What about this? I think this could be a money spinner. Mm. A cinema with somewhere to put your coat. Oh God! Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like during the film, it's there's something about the film. Usually, if I've got a snack like that, mm. uh, um, I can. I'm really good at judging when there's a loud enough noise for me to, say, open a bag of crisps right, or right. delve my hand into popcorn. Mm. But there was something about this film, certainly in the early scenes, where the silences were so silent that it felt like just the slightest rustle of a bag of dried oh. gherkins. <laughs> <laughs> just that dehydrated cheese yeah. crunching around. <laughs> oh, oh. And then sort of during the silence. And also there'd been no acknowledgement either mm. between me and Sarah that um that 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 even that that of what we'd just done. Okay. Like we'd just done a weird thing, mm. but neither of us are not we were both doing it, but independently of each other. Mm-hmm. Like angrily buying <laughs> snacks, like furiously <laughs> buying snacks. <laughs> so I just said, like, what about those angry snacks then? Oh, oh my god. What is wrong with us? Did you feel ashamed? I didn't feel full. I mean, (laughs) say we took six to eight bags of snacks into the cinema. I would say we left with five to six bags of snacks. No! Oh, I might do what I saw somebody do once in the cinema. It's just like... um, Took took a warm meal in tinfoil and um, containers. Oh, great. No, 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 no. I'm not actually that keen on the idea of hot food in a cinema. Is that yeah, okay? I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because the smells. Yeah, I think they're pretty good at not serving. Popcorn has a smell to it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's a nice cinema smell. <laughs> and um, hot, hot dogs are just a traditional cinema food, aren't they? But like fried onions, I don't know. I'm very particular. Mm. Mm. Not with my house, though, with Sarah knows. <laughs> <laughs> Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Hey, first one's from the Secret Barber. Remember him? I do remember the Secret Barber, yeah. He? I was going to say he or she because it's secretive, but we know it's a he. Yes. I've accidentally backed myself into a bit of a corner with my landlord. For some context and to cut a long story short, the landlord of the flat I've rented for almost two years is a lovely woman who prior to me moving in had made this flat her home for over a decade. I know she's lovely because the flat I previously lived in for a year before moving into this one was two floors below her in the same building and she was a wonderful neighbour, always friendly, warm and welcoming. Because of this, though she's now my landlord, we have a 
fairly informal and relaxed relationship. And she always lets it be known I can message her about any issues I might have directly whenever or drops me a line just to check in. I'm checking that I'm getting on okay. When I first moved into the flat, I had that common occurrence in these situations where I would still get delivered some of her and her partner's mail that they were yet to have sent to their updated address. Initially, I would make sure these got forwarded on at my earliest convenience. But between my two jobs, the relentlessness of everyday life and being quite a haphazard fake adult at the best of times over the last year, I've not managed to keep that up as effectively as I would like. While I don't think the things she's being sent are necessarily of vital importance, I've not opened anything, this is just a hunch, I do feel she should be getting mail that she's obviously subscribed to for a reason. But at times, I've amassed a small pile that's due to reach her, and in times where the brain fog takes over, I'm certain I've either misplaced some of her posts while tidying my flat, or just as likely completely thrown it out without realising. What do I do? Do I continue to send her on the pieces of mail I do have and hope then she doesn't wonder where the previous items of post she's been expecting are? Or do I have to bite the bullet and move to another flat despite really liking this one? Or do I adopt the port protocol and accept that whatever she has an updated her address on is now my mail to receive and immediately recycle? The anxiety I'm having over something I'm not sure she'll have even noticed, let alone be bothered by, is driving me mental. But the obvious fix now comes the unspoken admission that I've lost or discarded of previous things she would have been due. Okay, okay, okay. First thoughts, please, Jeff. First thought is like dump it over a hedge <laughs> like, or down near the canal or something like that. <laughs> You're like people who used to have those free paper rounds. Can you just put it in the bin? Why does it got to be dumped over a head? It's like polluting the countryside. I don't think he even lives in the countryside. I was just thinking that's what people used to do with free papers. (laughs) Oh, right. You occasionally read uh, newspaper stories about postal workers who... You know, it all gets a bit much for them and they start yeah. holding oh, it. Yes, isn't it? So it's a bit yeah. a bit like that, isn't it? Like, I think the key word in this is expecting. When mm. you say uh, that, that she might be expecting. I'm sorry, if you haven't lived in an address for that long, you should not be expecting any post. You know, that's just because you're sloppy with your admin. I've got some thoughts on this. Yeah. So first of all, why hasn't she set up a redirect service? Yeah. Second of all, it's, he, he suggests that it's been over a year now, yeah. right? She she doesn't want that post. She would no. have she would have redirected. She would have noticed it and like got changed the address. I think I'm feeling this is her. She's lovely. I know. I can tell. But yeah. this is her problem, not yours now. Yeah, I th- I think so. And you can't be expected to suddenly be organised. <laughs> this is the thing. Do it when you can, and yeah. I would do I would do it when you can. But otherwise, don't worry about it. Don't stress out about it. No, but s- say for example, there's a subscription to Witch magazine. Hmm. It's the first thing that popped into my head. Because mm. I think this happened to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I subscribed in a frenzy. Mm. A frenzy? Like, yeah, like I w- would have wanted to know what type of dishwasher to get. Uh, and then like signed up in a frenzy. And then you end up getting something in a magazine you don't want. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I moved house and didn't I've done tell that, them. Yeah. Um, so so say, say, for example, she's done that. And you've been, you've been to the last three. Mm. It is then weird to send on four because that might trigger the thought, where, are, on, the I'm other okay, where are the other ones? But I really think that even the act of forwarding any post to her is an act of kindness. Yes. And I also at think this point, if she's paying for which, which is what, like six ninety nine a month or something and not noticing it, she can afford some kind of butler to do this for her. Like, it's come not on. about affording Annabelle. Some of us have uh, <laughs> brains that... Okay. Um, 
you know, don't deal with that stuff very well. Okay. So she won't notice on her bank statement and think, oh, I better sort that out. She's looking at people look at their bank statements. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm not. But not, you get an alert on your phone like 6.99 went out or something. People no. have that turned on. <laughs> Again, I'm getting a real insight here. Okay. No, right. there, there is a thing actually in all seriousness. Mm. Um, that there is a thing about the the way in which those um, those services, subscriptions, things you sign up for in some kind of frenzy are uniquely ill-suited to, um, to, to people with ADHD, for example. Okay. Um, because y- your brain isn't well equipped for keeping on top of that stuff. Right, at right. All. So you're not able to... No. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Okay. See, there you go. You can feel okay about yourself, can't you? Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't you know... What not that you shouldn't feel okay about yourself if, like me, you have a diagnosis of ADHD. So what if she's got ADHD then and is spending a fortune on all these subscriptions? It's not things? your... <laughs> that, that, you know, that is her... You know, that that is... Uh, her thing to figure out not okay. yours okay. You're, you're not there to like i think in the here's here's what i think the rule is first year you live somewhere yeah it's on you even though the, they should really have set up a redirection but yeah. i don't know if some things f- slip through the net or whatever okay after that i agree recycle i i agree i'm totally with you on that yeah okay great let's go on to the next one which is from benny I have a quandary for you that is so problematic on so many different levels that I urgently need your wise guidance. In fact, so problematic that I will employ a variant of the port protocol, create pseudonyms for all involved and pretend afterwards that the quandary was not even asked. Thus, given the urgency and sensitivity of the quandary and, of course, Jeff's love of Abba Voyage, the pseudonyms I've chosen for the four people involved in the quandary are Agneta, Agneta, Bjorn, Anifrid and Benny. Great. First, a bit of background. My wife, Anifrid, and I, <laughs> Benny, live in a very small, very quite rural, sorry, very quiet rural village in central Wales. The sort of place... <laughs> Not, just outside of Stockholm. <laughs> On an island just outside of Stockholm. <laughs> the sort of place where everyone knows everyone else and all the goings on in the village. Mm. Anifrid and I have lived in the village for over 20 years. She is very much a drifter and took many years to get to know any of our neighbours. However, about six or seven years ago, Agneta moved into the village. Hmm. She is incredibly outgoing personality, loud, very friendly to everyone, even complete strangers. Most definitely not a drifter. The three of us became friends. We get on really well, have even gone on holidays together and we regularly meet up for dinners and drinks. So far, so good. However, about two years ago, Agneta met Bjorn. They are both in their mid-50s and clearly looking for a long-term relationship. Bjorn is arguably the most drifter person I have ever encountered. Okay. Uncommunicative, distant, Uh mumbling Uh and clearly has social anxiety issues. He also has some personal habits, especially the release of bodily noises and aromas that challenge what is acceptable in polite society. Better out than in. He's a (laughs) nonconformist. I also suspect he listens to Adrift. Hence the need for an anonymity. Uh-huh. Bjorn is simply the complete opposite of Agneta. Why oh, are they oh. together? What does she see in him? They seem to argue all the time. That, though, is not the quandary. Now, of course, my wife and I have been out many times for dinner with them, which leads me to the quandary itself. At our most recent dinner, Bjorn got so drunk he passed out at the table. <laughs> I really love him. I, I've, whatever, Wherever this is going, I'm siding with Bjorn. Oh, God. 
Bjorn got so drunk, <laughs> he passed out of the table. Or so we first thought. However, he seemed to wake up briefly every 20 minutes or so, be- belch and fart, <laughs> then fall asleep again. I like the person I want to be. <laughs> If I wasn't alcoholic. (laughs) During one such intermission, while Bjorn is apparently asleep, Agneta turns to my wife and I and asks, very loudly, the dreaded question. Do you think Bjorn and I should get married? So the quandaries are thus. Whenever the should we be married, should we be together question arises, do you ever tell the truth? Is there a standard response that can be used instead? In this particular situation, given there is every chance Bjorn is not asleep and is listening to the conversation, how should we have responded? Your guidance is doubly needed as Agneta is the type of character who would probably propose rather than wait for Bjorn to do the asking. Given Agneta is a good... And is it a leap year? It is a leap year. Given Agneta is a good friend and of course nobody thinks they should be together, is the decent and correct thing to do to tell the truth? Of course, Anifrid and I fudged a great guy up to you, of course, type answer at the time, then adopted the port protocol and pretended, pretended subsequently the question was not asked. Whenever we see Agneta, please help. All the best, Benny. Well, well, well. I mean, I think they should be together. Oh, you're just in love with I him. Love him but, but, um, they don't belong together. Obviously, Bjorn's a great guy, but he doesn't belong with her. They no. shouldn't, they're, not, they're not right together. No, but, you, you know, you mustn't ever say that. Never. No, never. Really? Yeah, I think think that you know the closest to honest you can ever answer that question is. Um, I think if you're canvassing other people's opinions, there might be there might be something to think about there. Yeah. Oh, and so how might you say that to somebody? Hmm. That's that's quite hard. You can think that, but how do you say that? Could you say, "Well, that's so interesting." You ask, "Are you asking because you're unsure?" And if so, why are you unsure? just did it that was good I don't know, that was amazing that was all right wasn't it if somebody's been watching a lot of couples therapy <laughs> that was good i'm proud of that she should they should do that yeah i think so yeah i would say push her to ask again repeat what i just said which i can't remember mm. and then take it from there i would say people like beyond don't come along very often <laughs> that's true is that a good thing <laughs> or a bad thing it's a bad thing that's yeah. for you to decide yeah yeah like and maybe i'd sing Listen to your heart too. Oh, that's Roxette, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, right country, but different band. What you can't do is say, no, he's an awful man, because if they do get married, it's totally like you've lost your friend. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would just try and glibly dismiss it with a, yeah, do it now. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, do it now. Don't, not, don't take it seriously. And then, yeah. so in the way you're giving the message, you don't take the question seriously. Mm. So you're sending her a very discreet message that you, you, you're humoring her. Or you could go, no, treat him mean, keep him keen. Oh, that's good as well. Yeah, make yeah. a joke of it. These are, you, are all good. And Benny and Anna Fried are married, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so you could say, wouldn't recommend marriage. Yeah. <laughs> if I could have my time over again. Yeah, well, maybe not that. Yeah, not I think that. glibly uh, um, glibly abdicating yourself of any kind of responsibility. Yeah, it's their problem, not yours. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, you get to have the amusement of him oh, falling yeah. asleep, waking up, belching and farting, <laughs> falling back asleep again. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, the Adrift Tricentennial is happening. 
in a fortnight's time, Sunday the 18th of February. Get your tickets. The link is in the description of this episode. We want to see you there, please. Special prize for the person who's come the furthest. Oh, yes. Not going to say what it is. <laughs> and special might be stretching it. Yeah. And it might not happen if I forget that I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terms and conditions apply and all that. But please, uh, come to our show. We'd love to. It'll be fun to hang out. Yeah. It, it will. You know, obviously there'll be driftery awkwardness, but we will embrace that and make it part of it. Yes. And we want you to be part of it, please. Um, the Drum Labs, Shoreditch, London, Sunday the 18th. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music. Uh, they're in my head at the moment because they've got a new song that sent me the other day, which oh, is very good. Oh, lovely. Really good. Uh, and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And um, that's all there is for this week. Cheese. I mean, cheers. Annabelle. Mm. Somebody answered your call. Yes. For podications. Yeah, we've got a few this month now. Okay. Well, this one comes from James Harper, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. I've been listening for a very long time, since the early days of... What? Oh, God, I know what it is. Drunk versus stone. (laughs) Enough time's passed, I can do that again. Uh, I'd like to dedicate this podcast to my awesome wife, Laura. Our son is seven, like yours, Jeff, I believe. That's that's right, yeah. um so there's no no way of him passing for five unfortunately no no uh we've been married 12 years laura has had lots of health issues which have made life interesting with two acl operations also having allergies to things and over the last two years she's had two severe seizures that's a lot to be dealing Mm. with for your family james Mm. um though now she's had a good six months with no health issues congratulations Laura will have her 40th birthday by the time the 2nd of February comes. Mm. It's tomorrow as Congrats. we speak now, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Laura is a passionate hospice advanced nurse practitioner and is great and tremendous at what she does. Oh, my God. I mean, I just feel instantly humbled by somebody who can do that job. Yeah. I mean, it just, I, I, I mean, maybe Laura could correct me, but I can't imagine you can do that and not be a wonderful person. I'm sure. Yeah. Incredible. Well, I hope your 40th. I didn't love my actual 40th birthday, um, but I didn't mind turning 40 at all. In fact, I think I quite liked it. Hmm. I did. Did you? Yeah. Well, there we go. we got the full range, <laughs> full range of experience there, Laura. Pick one. Um, uh, I'm really sorry like you've had a, a kind of rough time of it with all the health stuff. It, it makes life hard, but um, it sounds like hopefully you're, you're in a good phase. Or, or maybe this is it. Maybe it's uh, good forever now. Hope so. Uh, so there we go. I hope you have a fantastic birthday. And that's the latest edition of the podcast, podicated from James Harper, to Laura, happy 40th. And if you'd like a publication, the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.